Hey everyone, uh, my name is Jonathan Sams and I'm here with Pastor Mike and I'm excited for our first official episode of Life Beyond Sunday. Hey Pastor Mike, it is middle of the week here and there's a couple things I'm dwelling on just from some stuff you've said uh, on Sunday, but just some other stuff I've been studying that I think is super relevant for um, living the Christian life beyond Sunday. Uh, and that's kind of two things. One, um, a deep abiding understanding of Christ and how that actually plays out in everyday life. Specifically, it's like I said, middle of the week. How do I continue pursuing that after uh, church? Um, and secondly, how do I also support that with my pursuit of the Holy Spirit and leaning into the Spirit? Um, and so I'd love to get your thoughts and as we kind of flesh out what that looks like. But if you want to dive in, like, first off, like, how does a deep abiding understanding of Christ play out, like, post-Sunday? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Because um, it's one of those things that, you know, that sounds really good when you say it. Um, but when you get to the middle of the week and you're like, all right, how do I do this? And I think it starts with understanding that, and we say this a lot here, but that the gospel is not the ABCs of the Christian life. It's not the, the start of the Christian life, right? It's the essence of the Christian life. It's the A to Z. Um, it's the thing that saves you, and it's the thing that sanctifies you, and sanctification is just a fancy way of saying your spiritual growth, growing to become more like Christ. And so if we really understand that that is the, the foundation um, and the forward progress in the Christian life, then it means that we've got to come back over and over again to the well of uh, the gospel. And gospel, we define that as the good news of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection— uh, and the opportunity that he's given us through that um, to be with God, to reconcile us or make us right with God. And so um, if that's the essence and the foundation of the Christian life, uh, then we've got to make sure that we're going back to that. And so um, one of the things that this looks like throughout the week is prayer, right? This is, God, uh, I recognize that I can't manufacture this in, uh, in my own you know, ability, my own will. I don't have the strength to, to manufacture this. So God, I'm asking that you would give me a deep, abiding understanding of Christ. Um, I think it's secondly, another piece of it is um, if you want a deep abiding understanding of Christ, then it would be good to be in his word, right? Like he gave us his word um, as a means to uh, show us more about who he is. It's divine revelation. And uh, so being in the word of God is something um, that helps you uh, see yourself for who you are, see God for who he is, and see the incredible work of Christ. And so when you're in the middle of the week, those two things should be really, really uh, important. Another piece of it, I would say the third piece, um, is community. Right, being in community where you're reminded of these truths and you're reminded of these things um, that are absolutely essential for us. And I think what happens, kind of where the miss is a lot of times, is we, we have Sunday and it's like, yes, and we get in the middle of the week and we're like, okay, what do I do now? Uh, and we kind of overcomplicate it versus like, man, our goal is being in a posture of submission and surrender. And so we're, we're surrendering our life to the finished work of Jesus over and over again, and we're surrendering ourselves to live in light of that. And all that comes from that deep abiding understanding of Christ, but, but we've got to grow in that. And the way that we grow in that is not through our power, but God's power. And he's given us some resources to do that. Yeah, so I think all of that, most all Christians would affirm 100%, you know, prayer, being in his word, and Christian community. I mean, they're laid out in scripture. When it comes to middle of the week, though, I think um, uh, I have had conversations with people in the past where they want that. They desire that. They maybe affirm that. But it's middle of the week and they're tired. Um, maybe they don't want to open their Bible and they, it's hard to pray. Uh, they pray spontaneously, one-offs, and they're asking God for it, but there's just not necessarily a, an energy or motivation there. Um, you know, the busy schedule working a lot. For those people, 
um, what would you say to them is the best first step? Because you listed off a lot of stuff. Like, what's a good first step for, for someone who logically is saying, yes, I want that. But I'm not re- really sure how to make that happen, even though, like, I know it's up to God, but, like, I'm asking for it. Nothing's really changing. What should I do? Yeah, I think it's a great question. <clears throat> a lot of the times the, the reason why we get there and stay there is because we feel like we're the only ones that are in that place. And so one of the first steps that I would say and recommend to somebody is calling somebody um, that you're close to um, that has spiritual maturity, that's somebody that you talk about spiritual things with. If you don't have that person, it's a good action step to say, man, I want to find that person. But if you have that person, calling them and just sharing that, right? Just being like, man, I just feel down. This is something I do as well. Um, I've got a group of guys uh, around me, and it's like, man, I just feel down spiritually. I just feel uh, I don't have, you know, this ump or this encouragement. And, and sometimes what you need is for somebody, your brother or sister in the faith, to put their arm around you and say, I've been there. I've been there. Um, and, and in the midst of that, I've been there. I'm, I'm meeting you where you are. You're not alone. You're not isolated. You're, you know, it's not that, you know, something's just innately wrong with you or whatever, but like, man, we've all been there. And in the midst of having been there where I am now, um, I've seen the faithfulness of God to um, give me the things that I've asked of him, which is that desire to be able to be there. And so I, I think that phone call and that conversation uh, is, is a great first step to be able to get that out there, to not feel isolated, and to be encouraged to say like, hey, um, I know you're feeling that way. I've felt that way. Uh, you don't have to stay there. And man, I want to pray for you. Sometimes we, we, we fly on the backs of the prayers of others. And sometimes we just need in that moment. I actually had a guy today, a brother of mine, he's a pastor, and uh, he called me and, and we were talking. He's like, man, can I just pray for you? And and uh, he just prayed for me. And it was like, man, like it was just encouraging to go like, I'm not alone. Like he, he's praying for me and he prayed over me in that moment. So I think that's a great first step. Yeah, I, I think that's a, um, I found that in my own life that I have those people that are encouraging uh, and I can go to in, in those times where maybe you're down. Um, I want to hit on something real quick that you mentioned. Uh, we won't spend a ton of time on it, but I do think it's important to highlight if someone out there is listening, they're, they're thinking and they're taking inventory of their life and they're saying, man, I kind of want that person, but I don't, there's no one that comes to mind that I could dial right now or email or text or uh, go ask to get lunch or coffee. Um, what would your, would you have an encouragement for that person and maybe a piece of advice for them of how to go about finding that? Yeah. I mean, um, I think the local church is imperative in this and, um, being actively involved. And I use the word active very intentionally there because it's one thing to attend a church periodically. It's another thing to be actively involved when you're actively involved, the overflow of that involvement, that active involvement is relationships. And so I think this is where those relationships come from. It could be a team that you serve with somebody. It could be a place that you're missional in the community with somebody. Um, It could be the Sunday gathering that you sit next to somebody, right? It could be your community group leader. But all these people come through um, the the local church context, and they know you, and uh, they're there for you. And so I think active involvement in the local church is key to identifying those relationships and be present at the things that the local church offers. Like for us, we have uh, the men's breakfast and we have women's coffee and conversations. Like be at those things so that you can identify, find, and even be intentional to build those relationships. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we were having a a one-off conversation about Christian community the other day and talking about how uh, finding those people can be difficult. But once you do, it's just, um, it can be so rich. And But in order to make those relationships happen, a lot of times it takes a leap of faith in and of itself. Um, to be able to put yourself out there and open up um, and approach someone and say, hey, would you be able to invest in me spiritually? Would you be able to talk to me about some of these stu- this stuff I'm, I'm thinking through or processing? Um, and so, you know, what you'll find in our podcast as you listen, uh, 
both Pastor Mike and myself are huge fans and believers in uh, the power of the local church. Um, and so I, I hope that that helps someone out there maybe that doesn't have a local church to go find one or doesn't have a Christian community to go find one. Um, I want to jump back real quick. Uh, so we talked about Christian community and how that can help break you out of a slump, so to speak. But you, uh, you have me thinking, and I've been thinking through this a lot, of how the Holy Spirit functionally plays out in our day-to-day lives to help also help happen, make that happen. Um, I'm sure we could go off on a whole tangent about the Holy Spirit working through others who help us get out of those slumps, but I want to specifically talk about the Holy Spirit in us, and how do we lean into that? What does that look like? Um, there's a lot of people out there who grew up maybe or were taught that the Holy Spirit is kind of, we don't talk about that. It's kind of magic over there that we don't really address. I just want to give you space to address that. Like how in your life, how does the Holy Spirit play out on a day-to-day pl- basis for you? Yeah, and I'll say this. I think one of the most untapped resources in the Christian life is the Holy Spirit. Um, I don't think it's talked about enough, and I think people, uh, you know, said before, it's like the serpentine belt in your car. You know, everybody says you have to have it, you need it, you know, whatever, but nobody really knows what it does. And the reality is the serpentine belt is essential for your car running. <clears throat> you know, the same is true for the Christian life. Um, it, the, the Holy Spirit is essential to the Christian life. And the way that we access the power of the Holy Spirit is through faith. And the way that God gives us the things, so God's promises that he lays out in Scripture, uh, whether it be strength or faith or peace or all those kind of things, the list goes on, the way that God gives those to us is through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And so the the beauty of walking the Christian life is knowing that you're not doing it in your own power, um, that you're doing it through the power of the Holy Spirit. But at the end of the day, we've got to lean in in faith. And so that's a conscious effort to say, God, I can't, but you can. And um, you're saying, Lord, I, I don't have the desire to desire you. So would you give me the ability? And the way that God answers that, the power that, that, that is given to us comes through the Holy Spirit that is inside of us, that you receive when you believe. And so this idea of even this deep abiding understanding of Christ, it's not something that we manufacture. And I think this is why when you look at Colossians, Paul is asking this in a prayer um, that God would grant this to the church in Colossae. I think the same is true for us, that we've got to ask God to grant this in us and to us. And the way he does it through us and in us is through the power of the Holy Spirit. But it's us coming to him in faith. And I think this is the miss. People are like, well, how does, you know, I don't really, and it's like when you lean in in faith, when you when you come to God and you say, God, I can't believe this, I'm having, tr- I'm having trouble believing this, uh, I don't have strength, I don't have courage, I don't have confidence, whatever the case may be, um, and you come to him in true faith and believe that he's, good on his promises, um, that's when you start to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So how do we know, though, if we're going to God in true faith? Because like you'll find people out there who will say, you know, if you just believe hard enough, it'll happen for you or you just need to believe harder. Or you just need to have more faith. I, I know you. Uh, we've had tons of conversations about stuff like this. I know that's not what you're saying. But for someone out there who's maybe like, man, it just sounds like he's saying you just got to pray harder and believe harder and it'll all work out. And, you know, what? What would you say to that person or to address that concern? Yeah, I think it starts with an awareness of the Holy Spirit, right? Everything it means to be God, the Spirit is, right? The same power that raised Jesus from the get the dead, the same uh, power that Jesus possesses, right? All of that, like the, the fullness of God dwells in the Holy Spirit that the Bible tells us is inside of us. And so I think when you have an awareness of that power that's there, you begin to find yourself leaning in, not just into ambiguity or this abstract, you know, false or 
uh, reality that you just perceive to maybe be true, but you're like, no, 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 I know that I have access to the presence and power of God through the Holy Spirit inside of me. And so when I'm praying, when I'm even coming to the Lord, I'm asking. So some of the things that I say before I, I preach is, Lord, would you give me a fresh and renewed sense of the power of your Spirit? Would your Spirit speak through me, through the power of your Spirit? Will you? And so I think, again, oftentimes people don't, uh, when they're praying, right, they don't, they don't talk about the Spirit. Um, that there's not an awareness there. And so it can feel this whole thing of like, I've got to muster up this ability to like, right. you know, have this faith and try to figure this thing out. And it's just more faith. And it's like, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, there's got to be an awareness of the power inside of us and be like, okay, I know that power's there. And I know the way that I access that power is through faith. So it's not my ability, but God's ability. So the way that God releases his power to us and through us is through that spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so coming to a place where you're realizing like, okay, um, I have that reality. It's true. And so interacting with the Holy Spirit more, um, I think, is a big piece of this deal. And it's, again, you got to be careful that it's not you having more faith because that puts the onus on you, right? Even that in and of itself is like, that's something that you do or you accomplish. Like, man, if I can have more faith, then God will do this. That's actually a works-based mentality. Yeah. No, that's really good. It's it's God that does that. What does, what does that look like for you in your life, like, if you could give a couple just examples of your everyday life, leaning into the Holy Spirit, like you talked about awareness, like being aware is one thing, asking God to um, give us awareness and give us um, strength through the Holy Spirit. But what are, are there any other things we can do um, to lean into the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. I mean, I think there, there's a couple of things, you know, obviously, you know, prayer we've talked about, uh, which is huge, right? The, the way that you declare your faith, if you will, is through prayer. Prayer is essentially saying, I can't, God, you can. Uh, it can be declarations toward God as well about his faithfulness, but in so many ways, it's it's saying, you're in control, I'm not, so I'm coming to you as Lord of the universe. So praying and recognizing that as you pray, uh, that the Spirit's active uh, and that God's working through the power of the Spirit. Um, I think a, a, another piece is a sensitivity as you walk throughout life to say, um, Holy Spirit, would you lead and guide me um, as I walk this journey this today, whether it be at work or whether it be in the you know community? Um, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. You know places that you're specifically leading me. Um, you know this is this is what I want for for my life. And again, if we go back to kind of the root of all this, right? If we desire and our heartbeat is we want a deep, uh, abiding understanding of Christ, right? We 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 want to know more about who. Christ is, and we want to abide in Christ, and we want that to be ingrained in us. Well, that's something we can't do that. So we're coming to God saying, God, we need you to do that in us. Uh, give us that awareness, but we also need you, Lord, to help us walk in light of that. So this abiding peace, when it comes to this deep abiding understanding of Christ, the more that you know about Christ, the, the more you see the gaps in your life, and the more you realize, like, man, there's gaps in the way that I live, right? And so this is where this kind of practicality of going like, okay, God, I need you to help me live in light of the goodness of Christ. So everything that Christ has done for me, I need you to help me live in light of that. In in the Word, right, we see how Jesus lives. We see his intentionality. We see his heart. We see his kindness, his humility. Again, we see all the gaps of how we're so far removed from how Jesus lived. And yet he is, we look at him and we say, man, we want to respond to what he's done for us. And, and he shows us what that response looks like through his life. But again, we're incapable of doing that apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. And so as you identify these gaps in your life, it's not work harder, but it's, God, I need you to do this in me and through me through the power of your Holy Spirit. And so I think the awareness, the prayer, and the intentionality all come together in that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, All I'm hearing 
through my brain is that it's all God. It's not us. And, and that's super encouraging, at least for me, because I know if it was up to me, it's just not going to happen. Like there's no way I could muster, muster up any sort of spiritual fervor to be able to pursue an all holy, you know, God. Um, something that also just like links in my brain is how Jesus intentionally said, I I need to leave you so that the Holy spirit can come to you. And at least how I grew up, um, I'm, I think you as well, to a certain extent, a lot of it was ingrained to me that it was the Trinity was more like God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy scriptures. And the Holy spirit was just kind of this thing that you acknowledge, but it wasn't necessarily leaned into. Um, whereas I'm very thankful for you saying that this, no, this is fully the full fullness of God dwells in the Holy spirit, which then dwells in us. And Jesus would even say that's better than him being right here sitting next to us. And so as we walk each day, like we are walking with God. Um, so something I've been processing through is like living each day. Um, actually one of our members here at our church, Fred Odom mentioned this to me. What does it look like to intentionally do what you said and walk with God, like our mindset being, what am I doing today? And I'm walking with God. Why is God doing this in my life? Why am I in this situation? What does he have for me in that? And that's just that added awareness piece, but it all comes together. Um, for someone, though, that wants that, has been praying for that, um, has a local church, has people around them, um, do you think there's a persistence piece that is needed here where it's like, man, like I just feel like some people are like, man, I've been doing that, all those things. And, you know, God just hasn't necessarily shown up for me yet, or I'm not able to see it. Do you think there's a persistence piece and a, almost a, a discipline piece that comes into play with some of this stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think the journey of the Christian life is characterized by consistent and continual faith. And um, it's not that we have more of it in the sense of like, our ability to be and strengthen our faith as if it's a scale and it's like I'm a nine today, but I'm a 10 tomorrow. I think the goal is consistently uh, leaning into the power of God. And so, yes, absolutely. I think the journey of the Christian life is characterized to that end. And uh, so for us, it's like, man, when we come and uh, we wake up and we're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking in these areas, there is a consistency that says, uh, but I know and believe uh, the truths of who God is. And so um, being at a place where you say like, man, the goal of the Christian life is not to be a better person, uh, but to rely on the gospel more. And so um, in order to rely on the gospel more, it's a journey of faith over and over and over again. We don't arrive. And so a lot of people struggle with that. And they're like, they think that it's going to get easier to have faith. I don't know that it ever gets easier, right? Yeah, like there's not this like moment where it just like all clicks and it's like, man, uh, I just always want to read my Bible and I always want to pray. And like, I am just in this like transcendent state. Like that just theoretically won't happen here when we live in sinful bodies in a sinful world right. with stuff, spiritual warfare warring against us. Right. Like that just doesn't happen. Right. And I think owning that reality of being like, man, um, the Christian life is hard, but it's possible. And I think what happens is, and I've seen this in my life is God has brought me, through this journey of faith over and over and over again, whether it be we've had certain situations, uh, we've had very specific things, right, that, that over and over again I've had no choice other, uh, well, two choices, walk away or continue in faith. And uh, by God's grace, we've, we've continued in faith. And it's through that process that I see the backside of that and how faithful God is when my faith is in Him. And so though the circumstances may be hard or though the challenges of this life may be um, really busy and, and man, I, I can't get my headspace to like be deeply in love with Christ, that's where my flesh is. 
the more that you have that faith, the more that you see the back end of that, and you start to experience the faithfulness of God, and so you actually want that more, and you, you begin to desire that more. Um, and it doesn't mean that, that, that the challenges of being consistent and, and walking in faith, um, they just fade away one day, uh, but you do start to see more of the benefits in time, I believe. Yeah, so as we close, I just hope that you were able to take away something to encourage you, maybe challenge you, maybe just inform you of how uh, you could walk day to day with Christ in light of who he's given you in the Holy Spirit. Um, and also in light of what we're called to, to be as Christians in a day to day basis, you know, I know pastor Mike and I's prayer for you would be that you, God would give you the faith to be able to believe and walk with him daily and that he'd give you the eyes to see how he's showing up for you over and over and over because when we are unfaithful, he is faithful. Um, and so pastor Mike, I appreciate the time today. I appreciate, uh, you diving into some of these topics and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. 